Hello, so I am Jennifer and I am a blessed prisoner of Jesus Christ. Y'all, look at these huge cookies. Mm. It is peanut butter, chocolate chip. The peanut butter chips are so big in this. The chocolate chips are so big. Mm. Y'all, these cookies are incredible. It's funny because I'm eating them right now. But I wouldn't have been caught dead eating a cookie a year ago. This is a testimony of my health and fitness journey and how the Lord delivered me from health and fitness. Did you know the Lord could do that? I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Well, God will do with your prayers and what he will show you what he can do with your prayer. Oh, don't limit God. Don't limit the great I am. He'll show you. So I got to tell you about my testimony. So I was a health and fitness nut. Die hard. Oh, some of y'all that resonated. Some of y'all hit that y'all soul. Some of y'all was like, yeah, I, I, I'm there with you, girl. When it, let's talk about the nutrition aspect. Because I used to be 240 pounds. I had lost, um, I gained a bunch of weight rather. When I graduated high school, I was 240 pounds. Then later on in life, you know, I had two kids. I got up to like 240, 245 after each pregnancy. You know, I was in the military, so I had always struggled, always struggled with health and fitness and with my weight. You know, they weigh you in every six months. So you got to go through that battle of starvation, saunas, the plastic wrap and preparation. Well, I ain't going to give nobody no ideas. So let me just stop right there. But y'all know. It was clutch time. Oh, yeah, you had to go in there and get off weight fast. <laughs> get on that scale and then go ahead and do your run and then go get you some burritos <laughs> afterward. So I always had this fear because I didn't want to be fat like that. I finally, when I got ready to get out of the military, I finally got to a point where fitness was an ease for me y'all oh I was in the best shape of my life I I did a marathon I was physically fit oh I was doing handstand uh push-ups I'm doing dips I'm doing diamond push-ups honey come on I'm running fast I'm running strong I got this right I'm doing my thing do you know in the process of all that, I had little followers. I had people that was like, wow, your fitness is so great. Like, how do you have so much discipline? Like, how are you so fit? How are you so in shape? Like, I wish I had a body like yours. I wish I, I was like you. I had, I had health and fitness sermons, y'all. Health and fitness saved my life. It pulled me out of depression. It pulled me out of a, come on. Y'all, I had the sermons for it. Yes, worship at the altar of health and fitness. It'll deliver you from some things. Honey, that was the issue. It was an idol in my life. It was an idol. Y'all, if you follow this health and fitness thing down the rabbit hole, do you know there's no end to it? I mean, some of y'all know if you surrender to health and fitness, health and fitness, the current will take you somewhere where you don't know where you at. I realized now when it came down to eating, it was orthorexia. It was a condition in which I didn't even know existed. But you're so fixated on healthy foods that you can't eat nothing that is potentially bad, potentially not uh, nutritionally giving. I should say that, right? That you're just fixated on consuming healthy foods. But not only the fixation, but that there's a fear of eating bad foods that accompany it. And that's where I was, y'all. That's where I was. 
but I was really fit. I was in shape, you know? I got to the point, y'all, where I was eating like lettuce, cucumbers, and chicken, and boiled eggs, and that was mostly my diet. Why? Because you start off saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to get rid of all of the obvious bad stuff, the fried chicken, the French fries, the sodas. Okay, you know what? Now I must, you know, probably should get off the Hennessy. <laughs> that was a part of it, right? Then, you know, I'm going to clean my life up. Now I'm going to start eating the... Um, the healthy foods that are not so healthy, the granola bars, stuff like that. Because now I'm looking at the back of uh, packaging and I'm looking at the nutritional facts and it ain't got no nutritional value, you know, so I'm not doing that no more. You know, I'm, and I got to the point where I'm not eating tomatoes because they have lectins and it's bad for your stomach lining. And I'm not eating fruit because I don't want to eat too much fruit because it has fructose in it and fructose is disturbing to the stomach and it's also sugar it's also sugar for the for the bad bacteria to feed off of because it's still sugar at the end of the day you know I wasn't eating nuts because you can only eat second of seven of them right you can only eat seven of them jokers at one time they'd be like yeah count out 12 almonds and that's it don't nobody want to count out no almonds you want to shake them up like dice and just eat them. You don't want to count them. And then they tell them about you got to soak them because they're too harsh on the stomach. You know, I was just, oh, poor me. I was just lost in the sauce. I just, I bit the hook. I bit the hook. So I was barely eating next to nothing, right? And I felt so proud and I felt so good because I was released from, you know, this hold that bad foods will have on you. I didn't even desire it. It wasn't even hard. Matter of fact, if you were serving bad foods, I would rather fast. I'm not eating. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> it's going to be for my good. The fasting's good for me. Don't worry about it. Okay, so not only that, the funny part of it was that I went to this church function, right? Let me tell y'all what they served. They served chili dogs. They served Doritos, Doritos, okay? They served uh, Oreo cookies, and then they served Dr. Pepper. And they said, hey, come on, sit down and eat. I was like, oh, no, that's all right. I'm not hungry. They didn't want that. They said, you know, older people, go, baby, go sit down, get you something to eat. And I thought in my mind, I will fight you before I put a hot dog <laughs> in my mouth. Ain't no way I'm finna go eat no hot dog. My daughter, she went to go spend the night at a friend's house. And she came back talking about, can we go get the little hot dogs in a can and some other stuff? I said, baby, no, no, we can't. <laughs> I'm not eating like that. I'm sorry. And I, I want more for you, baby. <laughs> I was just that bougie with food, y'all. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. And I had opened my diet up before because I was like, you know what? I, I want to receive everything with Thanksgiving. I don't want to be wrapped up in it. I realized it was an idol, you know? I was like, hey, everything's beneficial, but, you know, not all things are... Um, not all things are expedient. Not all things you should consume, right? Not all things you should have. So you got to be careful because you don't want to come up under the power of anything. And I came up under the power of health and fitness, y'all. So I tried to open it up, y'all. And I ended up gaining like pounds and pounds and pounds to the point where the military had me go to a eating disorder clinic because they saw me so low. Then they saw me so high. They was like, there's something wrong, Cinder. Now, okay, so I didn't think nothing of it at the time. What I thought was I needed a vacation from work. <laughs> what I thought, because at first I was indignant. What, what, what? And then they said, you know what? You need to get some time out of here. And then I softened up. I said, now tell me more. <laughs> yes, your sister need a paid vacation. Let's go. But I just, I struggled with it, y'all. 
so that was one part of it now let's talk about the exercise part y'all i could stay in the gym for two hours who's with me i could it's my playground i could just stay in there and just play matter of fact i used to get mad because i would do two hours and then i'd have to go to work and then be mad because i'm like i couldn't get everything in you ever not have the day you want to have because you can't you know get in all the exercises because people are on equipment because you're short on time because of what have you and you're just like oh you just don't feel good because you didn't get your workout in this would be after two hours y'all i did enough i did enough you know, but I just felt like I didn't. So with that being said, I was having issues. I was having issues, but I was loving it. Oh, I was so in love. But, you know, I could spend the whole day in the gym and hang out, you know, and love it and not be talking, y'all. Not be sitting on my phone, not be chilling. But like, I'm getting in this work. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting in this work. But I felt so proud of the fact that what other people struggle with, I was in love with, right? Like I'm leaving the gym and I'm already at the gym in my head the next day. <laughs> I just got to get there, right? It ain't nothing for me to wake up in the morning because I know I'm about to get to the gym and it's about to be love. I, I did everything. There was nothing more for me to accomplish in the gym. I did weights, I did, you know, running, I did this, I did that. Sean T, I don't done, Sean T, I done, don't done P90X, I, I done done Insanity 50 million times. <laughs> Beachbody, I don't wore them out. You know, then it got to the supplement game, oh, pre-workout yeah we was maxed out on caffeine we was maxed out on caffeine why because i need to get some because i need to get there i got i got a goal i got somewhere i gotta go something i gotta do yeah i gotta get there so i was the amount of caffeine i was taking other people was like <laughs> my heart could take it i got it y'all would have heart palpitations at night <laughs> I think it was just the Lord that kept me because then I was not only doing that y'all, but then I started doing energy drinks in the evening to keep me up. Don't you know? <laughs> I was like, I feel my source going down. What was my source? Jesus Christ. No, my source was caffeine. <laughs> So, I spent $440, y'all. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. On supplements. Could you spend $440 on supplements? Tell me. Could you? You fitness addicts. If I gave you $1,000 and I was like, spend it on fitness, could you do it? I'm like, I'm ready. Challenge accepted. I'm happy. I'm giddy. Matter of fact, you ain't got enough money to give me to spend on fitness. Huh. <laughs> Oh, take this and try to spend it all in 10 minutes. Challenge accepted, done. It's already gone. Hey, before it left your hand, it's gone. <laughs> oh, don't let me get on Amazon, y'all. Don't let me do this digitally. Mm -mm. Don't let me get access to the internet where all I got to do is sit. Just give me some focus, some concentration. Actually, I got some stuff in my cart from back in the day. I kept a cart. How many of y'all keep Amazon carts? Just in case just in case your breakthrough come <laughs> how many y'all got carts like in multiple places hey if i if i get something if i get blessed with something <laughs> all i gotta hit is check out but yeah 440 dollars so i had y'all protein pre-workout i had creatine i had bcaa's Y'all, I had sea moss, the OG kind that you got to soak and then you got to blend. Um, I had MSM. I had hair, nail, skin, peels, because even though I had the collagen, I still wanted to do that on top of it. 
Um, what else did I have? I had these uh, natural laxative. It's called like digestive health or something like that. Just to keep things flowing and keep things moving the way how I wanted um, them to be moving. I was vegan at the time. Uh, so I took some pills that allow you to be able to compensate for the things you weren't getting in meat the b12 and things of that nature um what else did i have i know i had iron because i was um iron deficient i've always been that way so i kept the iron pill on me y'all if i think of something else i'll let you know but i just kept coming up with stuff to just put in that purchase oh yeah i had reds and greens and like this uh mix that had like carrots and it had beets and it had something else in it um but it came in a package of three it was like 50 bucks but it was something that i was able to put in my shake so when i look at all this stuff that i had it's not like i was taking stuff all day long all i was doing was just dumping all of this stuff into a shake right and then uh, just drinking that shake up. And then before the gym, I do my pre-workout. And then if when I have my shake, I just took a couple pills and then I was done for the day. But I felt like with doing all of that, it didn't matter what I ate all day because all of my nutritional gaps were filled in. Even though I ate healthy anyways, I just got to a point where I tried to maximize everything. You know, you watch these YouTube uh videos you listen to these health and fitness experts and everybody's got something new that you got to try because you need to figure out something you're missing something and if you had it your whole life would turn upside down see i was searching for something and i didn't realize what that something was i was just searching 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 but i was just so wrapped up i was really caught up in it can someone else testify to that? Like, you know that health and fitness is an idol. It got you. But what I realized and what the Lord showed me was I needed to let it go. I'm going to show you how he did it. Because I was trying to give it up for the Lord. I had fasted at times and gave it up. Long fast. But then after that fast was over, I picked it right back up again, y'all. I ended up worse than what it was when I started. <laughs> I ended up worse. I want to tell y'all how the Lord did it. Because I didn't know he could do it. Who knew this was something the Lord did? Me going on this walk with the Lord. Coming out of religion and just really trying him and walking with him. I understand in my own limited human capacity now what the great I am entails all things is there anything too hard for God he start because I asked the Lord I asked for help like help me with this why because it's something good I didn't want to be, and I'm going to just keep it real and not just real. I'm going to take it past real and keep it funky. This is just what it is. I didn't want to be a fat minister. I didn't want to be a fat pastor. <laughs> I don't want to be somebody that's waddling up on stage. That's trying to preach the gospel. That's talking about abundance and good life and not being enslaved to the world and not being addicted to anything and relying on God as your source. And you can't breathe. <laughs> so I'm like, God, I want to be fit for you. I want to take charge of my health. I want to have my health representative of your glory. I want to be able to run up and down stairs and take meals to people. I want to be able to go knock on doors. I want to be able to grab stuff out the car and hook stuff up and set stuff up and do things to set up sites to be able to serve other people. I want to be able to move and shake. I want to be able to breathe. I want to live. You know? You ever see somebody that's like <sighs> out of breath? 
and their stomachs like way out here so they can't stand up straight and they're preaching abundant life. And I was like, God, how do I do this? How? I got one level at the gym and that's a hundred. Some of y'all know what that is. The doctor be telling you, sit down, you need to rest that shoulder. <laughs> sit down, you need to take two weeks off of them knees. That means no cardio. <laughs> and what you do, you go wrap them knees up as tight as you can and go sneak out the back door. <laughs> Some of y'all don't had a shoulder injury for five years. You know it hurt when you do this. <laughs> You know, there's a there's a pinch right here when you do this and it hurt every single time. It ain't stopped you near not a bit <laughs> and working out. So when I say, hey, I only got 100, I know my gym rats, my people, that's like they gym is they playground. They know what I'm talking about. I don't know how to do 25 in the gym. What I do is I tell people, if you do 25, you need to sit at home and get that rest day in. I'm telling you, I mean, I wouldn't even take a day off, y'all. I would not take a day off. I was going seven days a week. So my ex at the time, he was like, Jennifer, you need to take a day off from the gym. And I'd be like, Michael Phelps didn't, Michael Phelps didn't take a day off at the gym, right? And he would be like, Jennifer, you ain't Michael Phelps. I was like, I know I could be better than Michael Phelps. And you trying to stop my greatness. <laughs> we ain't never going to find out hearing this talk about taking no days off. <laughs> I want to find out what I'm made of. And he'd be like, oh, <laughs> okay. Right? But that's why I had to get the Lord to help. I said, Lord, help me. So he asked me one day, it was just out of the blue. He said, will you let me take over your nutrition? <sighs> okay. So he started off because I was fat adapted. So he was like, so I was just butter and meat. Butter and meat and some veggies, right? A little bit of fruit here and there, but the focus was all butter and meat. So that's where you get to the butter and the coffee thing. Don't even make sense, but someone told me that as a fat adapted person, that's what you do. And there's all this other kind of stuff, science that goes along with it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. But he opened it up and he was like, let's try carbs this meal. Try some rice. And that's what the process was like. Okay, now let's try some, um, some, what was it, bread. Okay, now let's try this. Then, y'all, I thought I was doing it because I was just eating all kind of stuff, you know, because the Lord was just guiding me. Add this and now do this. Now try this. Then y'all, the my Achilles heel, he he got it. He said, "Try milk." <sighs> when the last time you drank a glass of milk, you health and fitness experts? I had to burn myself off of milk. I kept thinking about the amount of pus that's allowed in milk and how it's so unnatural for humans to drink a cow's milk. Like ain't nobody else drinking our milk our breast milk but we drinking the breast milk of a cow how big it gets you and I was just like I can't so I did one day I put some milk a cup of milk that's all I was doing because it's the serving size on the uh on the container so I did a cup of milk put it inside of my smoothie it was just fine it was just fine we moved into cheese <laughs> right and he just he really just started working it that way so that's the first part of it the second part of it was he was like take all of your supplements put them in a the box put them in a the garage right because first he told me to throw them away and I was like <laughs> and then he was like just put them in a the garage so I put them in a the garage right no more but I still had a smoothie I still had a smoothie. I didn't have a protein drink, right? The shake with everything in it. I had a smoothie, but I had it with fruit. I had it with bananas. If you do two bananas, it tastes really good. I had it with either soy milk or regular milk. I had it with um, mixed fruit, like the frozen berries. And then I put peanut butter in it, right? 
just for that fat i kind of retained that from being fat adapted just finding good quality fat and not regular peanut butter it was the no salt actually no salt no sugar almond butter right and then no salt no sugar peanut butter when we don't want to spend all that money so i did that right and as i did that i realized like the first time i was like this is disgusting but then after a while it was like a couple of months I had made my ex at the time a protein shake and he didn't want it, right? So then I went to go drink it because he just got finished eating. So when I had it, I it was disgusting, y'all. I could taste the artificial powder and I would just, I was like, I would prefer my regular smoothie. So he got me off of that, y'all. Then the caffeine came in that he had to get me off of as far as the pre-workout was concerned. And that, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. How am I going to do it? How am I going to live? I saw my whole life falling apart. But he explained to me what was going on. The Lord showed me how it was messing with my hormones, messing with my energy, messing with my whole life because I was on this roller coaster thing, right? You wake up, now you got this high, high. Now you're doing way more in the gym than you ever should be doing. You are stressing out your adrenals. Your adrenals are not supposed to be fatigued like that. You got your body in the fight of its life for two hours straight. Your body is not supposed to go through that consistently every single day. Some people do it twice a day. You are burning yourself out because your body don't know the difference between you at the gym and you fighting off a lion. But you over here fighting off a lion every day, seven days a week for hours, hours. Don't let it be a weekend. He was like, and then you come home and now you think you're going to be able to face life with energy and zest and motivation. No, you're done for the day. So now you're walking through life on E. You ain't got the energy you need. You don't understand how that translates. You'll feel like you're not motivated by life. You'll feel like you're not really into like living life. You'll feel like there's a drag on you, a drain on you. And you'll, you won't be able to have that get some, that light, that vibrancy. And you're thinking... It's because of something else, right? That it's life. No, it's because you just spent two hours burning yourself out in the fight of your life at the gym. You're cooked. You ain't got nothing left. I saw this cute little post and it said, uh, okay, this guy was ready to go to the gym and he was like, okay, I'm ready to have a productive day. I can't wait. First the gym and then, oh, I'm about to get it in life. And then it showed him uh, a couple of hours later, just got back from the gym and he's like sprawled out in his bed like, ah. <laughs> why? Because he cooked himself at the gym. So he's like, that's why your life is the way how it is because you're spending everything you got at the gym. And then now what are you going to do? You're going to have another energy drink to try to lift you back up again. So now you're on the cycle of going up and going down and going up and going down. Your hormones are all over the place. You don't know what you want to do. It's messing with you. You're coming down off of the caffeine. You're getting withdrawals. You're getting irritated. You're getting frustrated. You're snapping at people. You're not in the best of moods. Those are withdrawals. Those are you coming off of the caffeine. The Lord was like, I need to stabilize you and get you a more natural source of energy. So y'all, I was drinking coffee on my off days and I had, I didn't know anything was wrong with it. I asked uh, this Facebook group that I was a part of, I was like, hey, do any of y'all do uh, your pre-workout on non-workout days? And it was just like a, why would you want to? And it was so natural for me because I didn't want to come off of the caffeine on my non-workout days because I, I would, you know, there would be a day somehow haphazardly where I wouldn't be able to work out. 
right? You got something going on. This is happening. And then there were times where I knew I had to. There were times where I was cooked and burnt out and like I would have to force myself to take a rest day. Y'all know what that's like. You don't want to. You're feeling agitated and irritated like you just need to get to the gym. But you know that you have to take a day because the day before your workout was crap. And you know your body had to rest. So the Lord was like, I need you to switch over to coffee. And I switched. And I said my workout was going to suffer. But what I said was that this season in my life, I don't want to put a thousand percent into fitness. I've done fitness. I want to put a percentage of fitness in my life, but I need everything else to go into my life, right? All of that gets some, all of that energy, all of that motivation, all that going hard. I wanted to transfer that over to my life. So if I lost a little something in the fitness realm, as long as that was compensated by all that I would gain in my life by transferring that over to my life, right? Like I wanted to have that zest, that zeal for getting into my life as I did for the gym. But I had to decrease the gym so I could increase my life. So I say, you know what, if that's the sacrifice I have to make that I can't do as much because I'm switching over to coffee, that's what I'll do. And I did that. Y'all, I thought I was doing good until I got ready to walk out the door one day, y'all. And the Lord said, I'll never forget. Will you let me into your workout? <gasps> y'all, I remember the look because it was just like this. I said, the Lord said, you think I can't work you out? I said, Lord, this is my workout. And one day I told him, I said, my workout is sacred. He said, what is sacred, Jennifer? Tell me what sacred means. <laughs> if it's mine, then it's mine, right? <laughs> so y'all, the first day I remember because we were running. I was running, doing my normal run. And he was like, all right, stop. He had me cycling, now do push-ups, now do sit-ups, now do this. He said, now go where I show you. Make a left here, now make a right, now drop. So there were so many things he did in that workout. Y'all, it was incredible. And this is how I knew the Lord did this. And he started doing this in other areas of my life. And I was like, I didn't even know Jesus did this, right? Like I didn't even know God the Father cared in this way. But y'all, it was mind blowing, why? because he was hyping me up like a motivational coach, like a physical trainer the whole time. But he used that thing, y'all. He was like, first, I need you to be able to listen to me in route. You don't have to stop and journal to hear me. I need to be able to talk to you as you're in the move, as you're in on the move and going through your day. I need you to learn to listen to me in route for you to be in the throes of something and for you to stop, hear my voice and go another direction. That's why you need to move when I say move. I need you to get out of thinking you know where you're going and be able to surrender at me at any given time and shift directions. You think you're pushing your in your workouts no you're pushing yourself in the same way every day so your pushing is comfortable for you because even in the uncomfortable it's familiar to you i'm about to have you go way beyond your limits so that you understand what you can do not only that he related it to my season spiritually y'all which this just took flight he like you keep doing the same thing and repeating the same things in life because you're doing the same things i need you to partner with me and let me in so i could show you what you can do through me i need to take you out of that routine we about to go here and do this we about to go here and do that you think you can only do 10 advanced purpose do 20 drop right now let's go like he just pushed me and pushed me and not only that but i was kind of pushing my mom a little bit too at the time because she she had what limited mobility but she didn't want to walk so i kind of pushed her a little bit was like come on you got this you can do this no we don't have to take another break we need to keep going so he used that there were times when i wanted to take a break and he was like nope you don't let your mom take a break you see she's feeling like this it may be nothing for you but it's something for her so since you won't let her take a break i'm gonna show you how it feels like for someone to lack compassion go 
go, go. Woo! He just did a whole work with it. Y'all, when we was done with that workout, I was cooked. Stick a fork in me, homie. I was done. I was done. Best workout I ever had in my life. Best workout. Ever since then, he's been working me out. I surrendered it to him, y'all. I surrendered it to it. See, I thought he wanted to take it from me, but he wanted to use it. As long as I gave it to him, he said, okay, as long as you give it to me, I'll decide how to use it, y'all. And it was good. So then go a little further. He had a season in which he was like, go ahead and lift weights and all that. And I didn't understand, like I'd never been a weightlifter. I'm a female, so I like do cardio and do body weight stuff, but never weights. But I was feeling so depressed and so down and so weak and out of it. He wanted me to get strong, to feel empowered, to get some, to take control, to push, to dig, to have the discipline that it takes, the the uh, the grit, the get some it takes to push around and move around some weight. The doubt that you got to overcome to be like, nah, I'm pushing through. I don't care how hard it is. He had me at the time listening to like, hardcore christian uh hip-hop music i remember he used to have me play that song we go the whole nine right but it was just that that season he had me in like we we finna do this i'm finna show you who you are this victim stuff ain't you you are a victor in the name of jesus right so then after that i had done like this weightlifting scenario i'd done it so many times it wasn't even funny it wasn't even funny i'd done every kind of weightlifting there were and i got this feeling of okay i needed to switch over to do something different and i heard him tell me do a marathon y'all and i told myself I would never do another marathon I did one and it was a one and done why because I cramped up at like mile seven mile 13 it was early on you see I went in Hawaii and it's nothing but mountains up there right so with that being said I was struggling because I'm like yo yo like I don't ever want to do this again I was hurting I had practiced all on flat land you know, and I was like, oh, it ain't going to be a big deal. I know it's heels out there, but I got this. You know, this is my arrogance. Honey, there wasn't enough sugar gels. There wasn't enough gummies. There wasn't enough water, Gatorade. <laughs> there wasn't enough of nothing to overcome them cramps. When my legs locked up, they locked up. Anybody that's been on a marathon and legs locked up, you know, cause ain't nothing you could do about it. You could stretch, you could do all that, but it's coming back around and they locking up again. So I said I was never gonna do it, but he was like, I want you to do a marathon. So then it's so funny because I was talking to this guy and he was just talking to me about his workout. And then I had mentioned like I had been doing the same thing and he was like, you need to change your workout. You need to set that workout down and you need to do something else. And I'm like, all right, God, I hear you speaking. So he said, let's do a marathon. So I went up and looked up a marathon plan. I went on my run. I realized why he wanted me to do a marathon. Y'all, he told me to pray and I prayed in ways I never prayed before. Like the Holy Spirit rose up in me and prayed through me. Y'all, I was praying for nations. I was praying for my kids. I was praying for souls to get delivered. And I was just like lost in it, y'all. The Lord would speak to me. I would be on the road for hours running and the Lord would just be training me and teaching me just like he did with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, what is it that you see? You have observed correctly. This is what I'm going to do. What do you think about this, Jennifer? So this is why this is going on. This is why this was happening. Understand, this is what my word says. My word says this. I need you to look at this and this. And this is how I want you to apply it to your life. This is what I want you to do today. I want you to practice this. Then he gave me the plan for today. So first you're going to do this. Then you're going to do this. Then you're going to go to the store. Then you're going to go order this book. Then you're going to do like, because in that phase of my life, he wanted me to go deeper into him and know him in a different way. He wanted time with me, y'all. He wanted me to come out of just reading scripture, praying at him and just singing songs. 
He wanted me to know him on a deeper level. So the marathon gave him an opportunity to do that because it was just me and him for hours out in the middle of nowhere, right? One of the things that he had me do was he said, I want to focus on your spiritual sight, on your spiritual senses. So no more headphones, Jennifer, when you run. No more headphones, no more music. He said, I want you to pay attention to what you're hearing, pay attention to what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're tasting and what you're feeling, right? Because people want to see in the spiritual realm, but you need to awaken your spiritual senses. You need to take out the headphones, lift your head up from your phone, and you need to pay attention to the world around you. You're not even paying attention to the natural world, but you want access to the spiritual realm? How can you? And I'm not judging because I was there. That's why the Lord told me. He was like, <laughs> you want strength to overcome spiritual attacks, but you're not even paying attention, paying attention to what's going on around you. So you could be in tune, right? You're not in tune with what's going on in your house with the spirit of people that are in your house. And you're surprised when something happened. Why? Because you had on earphones all day. Because you had your face in a computer screen on your phone all day. You ain't aware and in tune of what's going on. Or you would have picked up on the subtleties of your house. So now you're surprised all of a sudden when something happened. So he had me do that. Now he switched me over. He switched me over, y'all. To what I'm doing right now, which he said, I want you to train for an Ironman. I said, yo, cause I went and did that marathon. But the beautiful part about that marathon is the ease I had, I was just moving. Now I could feel it, but I certainly had a spotter, which was the Lord that graced me to get through that thing. I would be running for hours and hours and hours doing this marathon training. And it wouldn't even feel like it. I would just come back home and be like, what, what? 18 miles. 20 miles, 19 miles, 12 miles, because the Lord just took over. The Lord just took over. Even when I run and do stuff right now and I, I, I'm feeling like it's hard, the Lord said, let me run now. Let me take over. Stop efforting. Stop trying so hard. Just relax into it. Let me do it in you. I want to run too. <laughs> so then he was like an Ironman. So I was like, that can't be. So he told me to go to the gym one day and I never go to the gym because I was doing marathon training. So I was just running out on the road. The day I went to the gym, there was a dude that had on his his uh, Ironman outfit, you know, like the biker suits that they wear on the treadmill right next to me. So or right down the road from me. And I was telling the Lord, I don't know how to do nothing about the Ironman. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like anything about biking or anything about swimming. Like, I don't, I brought two like biking outfits and I was going to turn them in because I'm like, or take them back because I'm like, I don't know how they're supposed to fit. Do you know that dude he got off the treadmill at the same time I got off the treadmill and I just happened to ask him if he did Ironmans. He taught me everything I need to know. He gave me his email, his phone number. He was like, we gonna go on runs. We gonna do this. I asked him about the shirts. He was like, yeah. And he gave me a, like a basic plan of what to do. Look at God. And when I left, God was like, that's the confirmation. I want you to do an Ironman. Why? Y'all, I found out. First of all, to show you what you could do through me. Y'all, I got in that water to swim and I had, I never really swam like that. I learned to swim for like a few months and I was doing a little bit of swimming. So I kind of knew a little bit, but then it started messing with my hair. I was like, oh no, <laughs> uh, I'm not sacrificing this hair for no swimming. So back in the day I stopped, but I knew a little bit. But when I got back into the pool to do this Ironman, I understood why the God called me to it. Because anybody that swims knows like when you're out of it for a while and you try to go into it, you'll almost hyperventilate because you're not used to taking in all that water. Your lungs aren't used to breathing that way. It's just your heart's racing because you're panicking because you're underwater. And he's just, he worked me through it, y'all. Y'all, this first session, he was like, Jennifer, get into my grace. 
get into my flow. Trust me in this thing. Slow down your breathing. Trust that you could do it. He was like, trust your body knows how to do this. Your body knows something you don't know. Trust your body, you know? And then he was like, when you get out there to do what I'm calling you to do, he said, get into my grace. Get into my flow. Just do it with ease. Stop trying so hard. Stop panicking. He was like, trust that your body knows that this thing is in you and needs to be birthed. It knows what to do. Oh, when he did that, I understood biking he like um you don't know how to do this but i do trust me you ain't the first person i taught <laughs> to do what iron man you ain't the first person i taught how to use this bike let's go <laughs> he used my fitness do you see what i'm saying he used because i surrendered my health and fitness he used it to teach me in life See, some things God don't want you to give up, period. He just wants you to give it over to him so he could decide how to use it. So I thought that was over with. Y'all, let's get back to the nutrition in this cookie. I thought we was done, y'all. He said, go get a cookie. You would have thought it was crack cocaine. He told me to try. I said, mmm. I was so scared and so fearful y'all to eat that cookie. He reminds me of it to this day. When I start getting on my high horse and be like, no, I got this, I got that. He'd be like, you remember the cookie? <laughs> y'all, it was a struggle. It took me like half the day. I finally got there and I ate that cookie, but it was hard because it's like, you don't eat cookies like that's fat in the in a container and got no nutritional value. You know you ain't got no business eating no cookies. All that is is indulgence. And I was terrified of it. Terrified. But I ate it. And the Lord was like, I don't want you to fear anything. Not in me. You don't have to be scared of nothing. He said, Jennifer, I'm going to send you places. And when I send you places, you can't reject their food because for them, the serving of food is love. You're going to be rejecting their love and you're going to offend them. And it's going to be a barrier to you being able to do what it is that I've sent you to do because now you've insulted them. Some people cultures, they hinge on food. So I can't have you go somewhere talking about you don't do carbs. <laughs> right? Like I can't send you over to India and you be like, nah, I don't do potatoes. Mm-mm. Starches. I don't do starches. Mm-mm. I can't have you picking apart food. Cause y'all, when I was in my when I was in my bag, when I was like really nutritionally sound, one of my friends had invited me over to a little get together where we had to all bring foods. I tasted a bite of the salad. I knew that taste of dairy on my mouth. I spit that thing right back out on the plate in front of everybody. I'm sorry, I don't. You better learn about me. And the Lord was like, I can't have that. I can't have it. So he's like, I'm doing this with purpose. I need to break you out of this. So even just recently, like these past few weeks, he's been really working on me, y'all. Really, now when I really like really got into the deeper levels of losing my life, he's using it where he'll have me go sit down to places to go eat things. And the epitome of it was not just drinking the sodas, y'all, because drinking the soda to me is like drinking poison. People still drinking sodas in 2023. Yes, they are. I had to drink a Coke and I was like, oh, but then he had me eat something like chicken, rice and beans, fried chicken, rice and beans. I ain't going to say the place. We know. We know it's a place where you love that chicken. <laughs> and I was mad. Um, I ain't happy about all the stuff now. I ain't happy. I just do it. Because 
I'm like, where are the vegetables? Where are the fruits? I like to eat colorful stuff. I want to eat fresh stuff. I want to eat stuff that's living, right? I want to see some reds and some greens and some oranges and some yellows, some bell peppers, some fruits, some veggies. Okay, I want to see a salad. That actually was the basis of all my meals back in the day. I used to call them dump bowls. And I would put a gang of uh, like lettuces or you know spinach whatever i had that would be the base i would cut up a gang of vegetables put it in there and then i would just add whatever on top of it but it was always a base of veggies or if it's my shake or something it's always a base of fruit like there has to be fruits and veggies and then in these dump bowls i would say okay let me add in two eggs i might add in some salmon i might add in some you know um avocado whatever you know it depends on what's going on depends how spicy i feel but he had me sit down to plates where there was no fruits and no vegetables no nothing matter of fact one day he had me get chicken and waffles and they got the plate i got the plate and guess what it really was chicken and waffles they didn't have no it wasn't no green no nothing they didn't even sprinkle no like parsley wasn't nothing and i was like oh how do people eat like this and poor babies poblecita they ain't got no no veggies no fruit no nothing why people do this to themselves i put butter all over it put the syrup they gave me i'm like this is just sugar that's all this is it's just sugar i'm just pouring it all here you go here put the hot sauce grab the hot sauce the tapatio because i'm in you know oxnard so it's mostly hispanic so we had the tapatio i put on the chicken and i'm just like okay all right we're doing this we're really going to do this took some bites of the waffle took some bites of the chicken and y'all there's something that my body remembered <laughs> I may not have won a bit, but my body was like, eh, 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 chicken and waffles. Uh, eh, eh. I tore that chicken and waffles. Uh, I tore it up. <laughs> and he said, Jennifer, I need to be able to send you to people because people all over the world don't have access to fruit and vegetables. And some people culturally, they just don't eat like that. They'll eat chicken. They'll eat potatoes. They'll eat rice. But they don't necessarily eat salads and stuff like that and fresh foods. I need you to be able to sit in front of a plate of anything and try anything and be okay with it. Some people can't afford it. And I need you just to be happy with what's okay with you without flinching. So then he had me trying like different foods like rice pudding. And I was vexed, y'all. I'm like, what is this thing? Because it's rice, but then it was wet, but then it was sweet. And then it was cold and then it had cinnamon in it and it so it tasted like uh cinnamon cinnamon uh toast crunch so it tastes like cereal then it had an orange peel in it i was like mom my, my mind was messed up but he's like i want you to eat it in front of the person that gave it to you because i want you to try to control your facial expressions right because if somebody gives something to you overseas or anywhere in their house and it don't mesh with you with your understanding of how foods could be i need you our food should be i need you to be able to not flinch right one of the things that he was telling me is i need your your stomach to be able to handle these wide variety of foods so i need you to continue on with it not just do once but keep your body able to handle these things because you may say you'll drink a glass of milk for me now but if you don't go without drinking a glass of milk until I send you somewhere, your body's gonna recover from that. And when you go drink that glass of milk, you're gonna be hunched over because your body's trying to process that. Now you're out account for the day, right? You out of service for the day. I can't use you because your body's turning, your stomach's turning upside down from this milk that they gave you. So it's not just like in the future, you wouldn't say yes to not offend them. It's that your body's not ready to receive it. Your body can't handle it. Your stomach can't handle it because you haven't been giving your stomach that thing. So it's not used to it. So now you're going to have a bubble gut. You're going to be boiled. Your stomach's going to be boiling. You're going to be hunched over. And now you're going to be 
uh, ineffective. You're not going to be able to do what I need you to do. So food's such a big part of this thing, right? So I said, okay. So then there was a day where he was like, I just want you to eat everything. Eat whatever, however, everything, right? This is going to be an all-out pig-out day. Go ahead. I was like, ooh, is that gluttony? What? And he was like, well, tomorrow you're taking a Sabbath and you're fasting. You'll be all right. So I did it, y'all. I was eating everything, y'all. And then he taught me on that. He said, Jennifer, some people eat three meals a day, two snacks, and dessert. Some people, that's how they eat. And I don't want you to offend somebody because you only eat like once a day, then you do a smoothie, then you graze throughout the day. No, I need you to be able to be with someone and not offend them and not insult them and not have them starve because they trying to not, um, they want to, they feel bad now because they're eating so much and they don't want to offend you and insult you and drag you around and have you eat again. So now they starving. Now they uncomfortable. Are you offend them and insult them because you're like, you eat too much, but you say it not even trying to hurt them, but you just happen to be like, make a comment like, man, we're eating again. You know, you could damage somebody for a lifetime with that. He's like, I need you to be able to know that you can eat large quantities of food and your body knows what to do with that. Like you can handle it. <sighs> Now, every other day, he'd be like, go ahead and get a cookie, Jennifer. So what I do is I ask him how many, and usually he's like two. And I like cookies. <laughs> I like cookies. But I give them other jokers away. Today, I had a whole carton full. And I grabbed two cookies out. And then I gave the other four away to the quickest person I could see. Because <laughs> I don't need that kind of pressure. And how do I stay fit? How do I stay in shape? I just, I do whatever the Lord tells me. I do whatever the Lord tells me. And I feel so good about it, y'all. I understand. I understand because he's like, you're going to be in front of people and they're going to ask you what your diet is, what you do. They're not going to understand because you thin, because you're in shape. They're not going to understand how you eat hamburgers and french fries and sodas and you actually want it and you don't flinch. Were you not up here talking about give me uh, some some quinoa and, you know, some lentils and that's it, you know, and some salad. Give me a fruit juice, you know, that you like, hey, whatever, whatever's clever. You ain't going to let it stop you. That's how I want to use you in this season. I don't want food to be a barrier for you. I don't want people to look at you and have all these no's about you. No, she don't do this. She don't do that. She don't do this. No. When you think about Jesus, the Bible says they thought Jesus was a drunkard and a glutton because he came in here eating and feasting or drinking and feasting, right? Jesus wasn't like, oh, that's not holy. That's not nutritionally sound. No, I can't. I'm trying to keep my figure. <laughs> I'm counting carbs. <laughs> I'm counting macros. No. I love the story where Jesus was eating with tax collectors, with sinners, with prostitutes, right? And it says he reclined at the table. Not only did he recline at the table, one of the versions says he reclined at the table, but then a little later it says that they also reclined with him. They were so comfortable with him. They were so comfortable with him. Because he just probably sat down and he just ate. And I want to do that with people. I don't want to be like, no, I can't. Ooh, no, no, no. I want somebody to offer me apple pie that they may would love just for me and be able to say, let me have at that thing. Not, oh no, I don't do carbs. So we were at a, uh, at a gas, at a, my mechanic, right? And God had delivered me from all of this stuff, right? He had worked with me day after day with it. And I had got to the point where I was good. So the mechanic had a box of like all these pastries and he had offered me one. He was like, here you go. Do you want one? You know, good dude, family dude. I was like, "Ooh, yes. I went and grabbed one. And there was another dude that was sitting down and he said, here you go. Would you like one? And he was talking about him and he was like, no, I don't do carbs. No, I don't do sweets. No, thank you. So then the guy kind of pulled back. 
but I felt so good because it was like, yeah, I want the love that's attached to that. Here you go. I ate that thing. It was so darn good. It was so buttery and cheesy. I was like, what? But I stayed submitted to the Lord. I only eat what the Lord say eat. And then I could hear the Lord asking me like yesterday. He was like, we had ate chicken and waffles again in the morning time. And later on, he was like, are you hungry? Do you want to eat again? It seems like you're hungry. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, you're going to be up late. So you should probably go get something to eat. You can stop at Subway. You know, and then today he was like, El Pollo Loco. We doing El Pollo Loco, right? <laughs> but the crazy thing about today is I ate a pollo loco. There wasn't a green in sight, honey. There wasn't a vegetable in sight. And I was cool with it. I didn't even think about it, right? Until I felt like the Lord brought it up. And I was like, oh man, yeah, there's nothing. Do you see that's what the Lord wants to do with us? Like, did you know the Lord did wanted to do all that with you? Like, if you really surrender something over to the Lord, he'll work with you on it. He'll guide you through it. Like he wants to know that you'll lay it down for him. But let him pick it up and use it for his benefit in your life. He's not trying to take it from you, right? Like what you're using for evil, what's been corrupted, I want to use for good. Let me use this thing to teach you, to show you. I just got finished working out. And what did the Lord tell me to do? One of the things he had me doing was pull-ups. And I'm like, I can't do a pull-up to save my life. <laughs> and he's like, that's why I want you to do it. And no, we're not going to the, to the assistant pull-up machine again for another season. So you could work through all the different weights and still never be able to do a pull-up. We about to get on this pull-up bar and we about to just start doing pull-ups. So he had me go look up a pull-up routine last night and I did it. And it said, do 12 pull-ups, just do one pull-up, 45 seconds, one pull-up, and then each week it has you progress. And he's like, I want you to, because I want you to stop saying you can't do it. And I want you to just trust me to do it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But you see, he wanted to use it. He wants to, he, he didn't want me to be turned out. <laughs> Somebody who was a thousand pounds, somebody that was uh, out of shape, somebody that, you know, didn't care about their health, someone who didn't, you know, um, you know, didn't care about what they put in their mouth. No, but what he did want to do is I want to be able to take away all of those things that don't serve you, the fixation of it, the fear of it. And I want to be able to use it for my good, right? Some of the things he had me do, which I know I was delivered, is he was like, okay, tomorrow I want you to fast until I tell you not to. So I would fast for like two days. So what did that mean? I had to put down food and I don't, I don't exercise when I fast. I don't. I'm like, the body is already being pressed enough. I want to rest. I want to relax. So I'm not putting my body through that of going through days without eating. And yet I'm going to still give like a thousand percent in the gym. I just personally don't do it. I know there's good reasoning for other people to do it. I just don't. So he kept on doing that. Okay, now do a one-day fast. Okay, now do a two-day fast. Now this is over the period of like months and months and months. So they weren't consecutive or close together by any means. But I believe one of the reasons why he did that was, I wanna see if you'll lay down this exercise for whenever I want you to do it, right? I wanna know I come before the exercise. Not only that, he would have people come and interrupt me during my workouts. People would call, people would come and talk to me and I'd be like, Ugh. you know how I feel when you be like, I'm, I'm in the middle of a workout. I'm on a timer, a 45 second, 45 second rest. I don't want to sit here in the gym and chit chat all day. That ain't why I come to the gym. If I want to chat with somebody, call me on the phone. I want to go out. I want to hang out or do, I don't want to hang out at the gym. <laughs> right like I'm at the gym do you know the what the gym for it ain't for the chit chat <laughs> that's what a telephone is for that's what a text is for 
That's what an outing is for. What you what you come to the gym to chat? We coming to get these gains. We coming to get this work. <laughs> you think I came here to talk to you? <laughs> you think I woke up at three o'clock in the morning to come and talk to you? No. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. So, but he had people do that, and what he showed me through that was. Will you lay this down for someone else? If I need you to do something, talk to somebody, minister to somebody, be available to somebody. Will you put someone else before yourself? Can you be bothered? Right? So he really did work through that. I got to work out seven days a week or at least six days a week. It has to be hard. He's like, no, will you surrender it to me? Y'all, I'm so happy now. I'm delivered, y'all. I'm delivered. What am I doing for a workout tomorrow? I don't have a clue. Whatever God tell me to. He'll probably let me know tonight or he'll probably wake up in the morning. I didn't know what we was doing today till I got up in the morning and started doing it, y'all. What am I eating today? Whatever God tells me that I'm going to eat. I'm about to go in here and drink some water because I've been in the sun. <laughs> But that's after having a Sprite. A Sprite, y'all, a Sprite! <laughs> but if I were to sit down, if you were to invite me out to dinner with you, I'm down for whatever. Jennifer, what you want to eat? I don't care. Oh, we should go for ice cream afterwards. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> Give me some pistachio nut ice cream. I'm ready. I'm about it. And I'm not talking about, oh, I got to go run 20 miles tomorrow to go burn this thing off. Oh, I'm going to only have a couple bites. No, I'm going to eat that thing and enjoy it. And I'm going to do whatever the Lord tell me to do the next day. Think about giving your fitness over to God. He know what to do with it. He know exactly what you need to be delivered from. He going to take that thing and work the devil out of that thing and use it for his glory. He sure will. And he used it now, didn't he? He used it now for me to come and share my fitness testimony with y'all so that y'all can get free. Don't let the devil get you all twisted and tied up and coming under the power of vanity and wanting people to see you and look at you and admire you and, and talking about fitness saved you and fitness delivered with you and try fitness no you better drop that sermon you better put Jesus in his rightful place and make him the number one priority in your life because I tell you what health and fitness can't do it can't deliver you from them demons honey you could try all you want to effort your way out of them things that you struggle with but only Jesus can break that thing off of you and deliver you from it let Jesus deliver you from health and fitness and put it in its proper order all right. Y'all take care. Bye.